0: like you belong. Someone else understands what you are dealing with. Knowing that you are not alone can be so difficult if you are in a special needs family. Isolation, visible differences, the ability to have so-called normal experiences can slam you in the face daily. Judgment can be harsh. Losing friends because your children need extra, extra help with daily living skills, extra attention extra monitoring for safety, extra planning and prepping, just all the extras. No, you are not alone. Others have paved the way before you. Finding people that understand can be hard. We all have our own story. We all have experiences that can help others. I am Gail Hamblin, and this is The More Like Than Different Podcast. It's back to school time. Are you ready? Well, I'll tell you some things that I like to do to get ready for the new school year. I like to create or update my child's resume, or I like to call it a vision statement. I like to send a physical copy in the first day of school with my child. If I can meet or greet the teacher beforehand, I like to bring a copy with me then. To disperse, it just gives the team a glimpse as to how they can best support your child. And it's really good for IEPs too. Those are different times of the year. So if you're getting a new team for the school year, you're going to want to try to give them some information about your child. I also do this with medical professionals. I know that's not really like back to school information, but just to keep that in your head that you can use this for lots of different things in your life, um, not just school-related items. So why do you give employers a resume? Why would you even bother doing that, right? You want them to see your value and you want to show your skills. So that's how I create my child's resume and his vision statement. So on this document, it's like a one-page PDF that I I like to print out, and I can send it digitally through email, too. And on that, I have a picture of my child. uh, Always a really nice, cute picture of my child. And then I have their name at the top, like you would on a resume. And then I have our vision statement. So what's your vision for that child to either learn or grow or develop new skills? What are some of the things that you would like to focus on this school year? Maybe you're having some feeding difficulties and issues and you'd like to address that. Maybe your child's nonverbal and you feel that's the number one skill you should focus on. Maybe there's some social skills that you would really like to hone in on and take a better look at those. So you're going to include all of that in your vision statement. Usually it's like one to two sentences just about what you feel your child can accomplish within a year's worth of learning. And sometimes when I give it to doctors, it helps them to learn about where they are developmentally and what things you're looking to go forward on. Um, So this document also shows others that your child is important. They are an important member of the classroom. It helps solidify them as a separate human being, in my opinion, and it gives them basically a really good roadmap as to what are some of the things your child likes, dislikes, things that work for them, strategies that don't work for them, It's going to give them all of those things. So after our vision statement at the top, I usually like to break it down into four more categories. And I usually just use bullet points because it's really, really easy to read. It's a quick, quick reference. Some teachers would like to put it on the wall near the child's cubby, or they'll put it somewhere where other team members can see it so it can manifest into practical applications throughout the school day. So how you're going to do that is you're going to list strengths. So think of some key skills, some key strengths that your child has and that really helps the whole team learn how to use their strengths to help them. So like for instance, you could say my child is really easy going. You know, once he gets upset, he's really easy to re- refix, reset, and he's ready for the next activity. He lives in the moment. He doesn't hold grudges. All of these things are really good strengths that the team can use during daily activities to help create a better instructional and educational environment for your child. So you're going to want to list the strengths now there are going to be some challenges. Every single person has challenges. It's like when you go in for your interview and they say, oh, list your number one weakness. And you're like, oh, I'm so punctual that, you know, I don't get some things done because I have to be on time. You try to spin it to give them the feeling that your weakness is actually a strength that's fine too. But in this instance, what we're going to do is we're going to give the team some things that are hard or difficult. Show the team some of the challenges that your child has, whether it be completing tasks, whether it's transitioning from one task to another task, whatever those Items might be some things that are challenges for them. Maybe some tasks that they just don't prefer doing. Those can also go under your challenges. Now, I also want to emphasize, please do not make your strengths only a few bullets and your challenges like 10 bullets. We really want to keep this to like maybe three to five key factors. We're not going to list every single thing just like the, like the big ones, the big important things. So we're going to list our strengths, our challenges. Next, we're going to look at things that work. So what are some strategies? What are some tips? What are some things that you have found at home or in previous educational situations, classrooms that have worked for your child? Does your child do really well with if-then statements and picture cues? Do they do really well with a five-minute warning before they transition to the next activity? Do they do really well with hand-on, um, hand-over-hand instruction, and they thrive with that? You're going to want to give specific examples of things that work. I like to include praise here and other things that you've noticed that really work telling them, oh, you did a great job, that kind of thing. What works for your child? You're going to list some of those things to help help this teacher out, right? The final box on my vision statement or child resume would be things that don't work. I really want to emphasize here to please word what you're going to write in these bullets nicely. Now our last box is going to be things that don't work. What are things, strategies, techniques, behaviors that do not work for your child? What are some things that will make your child shut down, some things that will set them off, incidents where if you had just simply used a different technique, you would have gotten a better reaction, a better outcome. So we're going to list some of those things like yelling or rushing the child. Try to think about the best items to put under that bullet. Try to keep the bullets between three to five items. You want to make this nice and clear and simple that someone can read and peruse very quickly and get the information that they need. So when you think about things that don't work for your child, try to include, again, the biggest ones like yelling or not including them in activities or giving pressure for them to complete a task in a short time, whatever... It is for your child. Once you're done with those boxes, you should have a complete resume or vision statement that you can hand off to medical professionals. You can hand them off to your educational team. You can hand them off if you have uh, nursing or someone that comes in your home or you have ABA therapy or early intervention you can hand this form off to them and give them a quick synopsis of where your child is right now and what works best for them. This is going to help your entire team of people get on the same page. Also with your vision statement, you're going to make it very clear what your priorities are for the coming year and what you would like to focus on. Basically, this form is a how to, and a what not to do, and a roadmap for how you would like to see the next year progress for your child. It is a very handy tool. We are going to give you an interactive PDF where you can actually create one of these yourself. All you have to do is add your child's picture and then fill out the bullet points that are pertinent to your child, and you are ready to give this document to your school, to your teachers, whomever you would like to include. If you wanna hang it on your refrigerator, that's fine too. We're gonna give you some different colors to choose from so that you are not just stuck with one simple template. Um, You're gonna need to go to my website, gailhamblin.com, to find that. We're going to upload that soon, so check that out. It's going to be a free resource for you. Now, I really hope that this is helpful for you. I don't want to go into too much detail about other big things like a care binder or a educational binder, that sort of thing. I really can't cover all of that in one episode, so I'm going to try to trickle some of this content out for you where you can digest it easily and then take action steps to move forward and have plans in place, physical, tangible items in place that will help you, your family, and your team provide the best care, best education for your child. I hope you enjoyed this episode and it was helpful for you. For more tips, techniques, strategies, and relatable common issues, visit GailHamblin.com.